Do you know what goes into a motorsport sponsorship proposal? If not, today's episode is for you. We're going to be covering what you should and shouldn't put into a proposal and how to make them stand out. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Hi, and welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Hello, crew, and welcome to episode 154 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Belinda Risley, and today we're going to be looking at sponsorship proposals outline overview. <laughs> Um, I was flicking through the previous 153 episodes and realized that we actually haven't done an episode around what actually goes into a sponsorship proposal, considering it's probably like the number one thing request um, that people actually contact me when they go, hey, we're needing sponsors. Can you help me with a sponsorship proposal? So hopefully in today's show, you're going to get lots of tips um, that you can go implement for successful sponsorship proposals. Uh, of course, we'll be going through more detail in our upcoming wedding sponsors course that is kicking off officially Monday, September the 18th. More details will be available in the show notes. But if you're looking to gain sponsors to keep you on the racetrack, then I highly recommend you race out and find some more information to see if this course is right for you. All right, well, let's get started. Um, I'm not going to go too long. I'm just going to go briefly an overview um, of an outline of what actually goes into the proposal. But I guess the biggest thing when it comes to sponsorship proposals is really the proposal is one of the final steps in securing a sponsor. A lot of times the perception is out there that in order to gain a sponsor, we need to have a proposal, but that is certainly not the case at all. Because basically the sponsorship proposal is a wrap-up um, documentation and that is confirming discussions that you've already had with somebody within the organisation around about potential sponsorship and around about what the sponsor is wanting to get out of this relationship and also around it at the cost and the benefits that you're going to be able to um, provide them. So when it comes to a sponsorship proposal, there is a lot of work that goes into the actual content. But again, you can have the framework already developed. And then once you have a new prospect, it's easy to go in and then just update that information. But just remember, the proposal is really one of the final steps in sponsorship um, negotiations. But what does go into a sponsorship proposal? Well, first of all, it's really important that you have supporting documentation. So again, it's important that that email body or that initial cover page is going to have the most useful information on it in the sense that it needs to be engaging, it needs to have some sort of a hook on it for them to actually open up your PDF proposal. And I'll go a little bit on later about the different types of proposals. But that cover letter needs to really be enticing for the um, reader to either A, forward it on to their management or onto the finance person or to B, to actually open that PDF. So when you send these proposals, really take some time to also structure out what that cover letter slash email body looks like. Things that you can include within the cover letter 
female body. Obviously, it's an introduction to yourself, to your team, reasons why you're seeking sponsorship. You can summarize key points of your proposals. You can include an executive summary, like an overview of your goals, highlight some of the benefits of sponsoring your team, outline um, some of the sponsorship offerings that you may have. And I will talk about packages really towards the end of today's show. Um, You can talk more about your team, the um, race category that you're involved in currently and the one that you're wanting to progress to. So really, um, it's important to make sure that information is brief. Most of the time, I actually just write it into bullet points so that they can kind of get the picture, who you are, what you're about, and kind of take you onto the journey and then to get them to be really excited to open that next step, whether that be that PDF or a video or something quite unique. So then when it comes to the actual proposal outline, so the documentation, it only really needs to be one to two pages, okay? It doesn't need to be full of graphics. One or two graphics is fine or you can have three or four, but, you know, you certainly don't want it to be just full of imagery because they can certainly go to your social media accounts and see all those photos. This is about the content. And at the end of the day, this documentation is, again, that final documentation around a conversation you've already had with a key personnel around what they're wanting to get out of sponsorship. Okay, so this is basically you might have spoken to a sales rep within the organization and they're like super keen and they're like, oh, hey, um, Johnny, can you send me some more information so I can send it through to my boss? But I'm really keen and I, I love the benefits that you can offer it. If you can just put it all down on a piece of paper and send it through, that would be great. Is pretty much what this proposal is doing. So on the actual sponsorship proposal, the template, the one to two page documentation, it is basically going to have, first of all, the value to the sponsor or the what if, what's in it for them, okay? So you wanted to describe the potential benefits and exposure that that sponsor can gain by partnering with you. You need to have a clear understanding of the audience and the demographics about your race category or the series that you're competing within. So you need to highlight your target audience, including demographics and engagement levels. This content either you can get from your social media analytics and or from your race category um, owner or the manager of that. Okay, but that is the kind of content that sponsors are looking for. You also need to have a clear understanding of your reach, again, on social media as well as the category. So whether that's TV rights, whether that's through their own media, live streaming, you need to actually specify all of those, whether there's one of those three platforms and then around what kind of reach they can be expected to receive. So explain how often you participate in the events and races, how many people attend um, or actually follow these events. And of course, last but not least, is around about the visibility. So we know that sponsors are looking for more than just a sticker on a car. But you need to showcase, um, you know, what what is their want out of this sponsorship? So, again, are they looking for brand awareness? Are they looking for um, lead generation? Are they looking for sales? Once you've identified one of those three core principles, then that's what goes into that proposal at the start. And then that's what you're really highlighting throughout this one to two page document. So once you've gone through that value to sponsors, that what's in it for them, the next section you need to concentrate on is your engagement strategy. 
So how do you um, plan on to engage with your audience and to promote this particular sponsor? And this is now running into the benefits. What are the benefits now that you can offer that sponsor? Now, we've spoken about benefits before, and I'll link in the today's show notes, our previous podcast we've done around benefits, as well as a, um, a free PDF around 50 ideas of what benefits you can offer sponsors other than a sticker. Um, so make sure you race to the show notes um, to check those out. But in that side, that engagement strategy, as stated, you wanted to showcase the benefits that you can um, offer them. And one of those things is around activations as well. So how can you promote the sponsor during the races, the events, um, and other motorsport-related activities? And again, just not having a sticker in a car is going to be suffice these days. You have to think outside of the square. You need to put your marketing hat on to how can you actually activate this sponsor? How can you get them engaged into your fans, into your category? Um, And how can you make them obviously make sales (laughs) or to get lead generation or to have that brand awareness? So one of those three principles, you need to have that established prior to starting off with the sponsorship proposal. And then we go into the sponsorship opportunities. So for those that have been following me for a long time would know I'm not a fan of the gold, silver and bronze package. Okay, I am, however, a fan of having different sponsorship levels uh, and a benefit that's associated with each of those levels. So you could have something like an entry-level, mid-premium sponsorship, but all of those levels have different responsibilities. Okay, so for example, an entry level sponsorship could just be a basic logo placement on the side of the car. So many social media mentions um, per month, per year, per race meeting. Uh, It it could be um, so many corporate hospitality tickets. But of course, each of those levels have a bigger piece of the pie, so to speak. Okay, so you need to work out what can you actually offer. those sponsors, not only from a benefit point of view of how you can promote them, but you need to understand your costing as well so that you need to understand what are those levels actually mean to you and what is the, what are those levels actually going to get covered within your racing. Then the fourth thing on that documentation is clearly the core to action. So what is the next step? So we want to encourage potential sponsors to get in contact with you to discuss the opportunities and tailor partnership that aligns with their goals. But again, you should already know what their goals are. You should have had either a conversation with them. You should have had a meeting, hopefully a meet and greet. But if not, worst case scenario, if you are cold calling sponsors, that you've at least researched that company and you're telling them how you can actually align together and why you should align together. I think the call to action is a fantastic opportunity to have these days having a QR code on there. They can simply scan that and then they can book um, a time with you. So you need to have an online booking system depending, you know, where you are basically on your sponsorship journey um, to how many sponsors that you're requiring. But there are definitely a lot of free services um, that you can do to have that booking system. Uh, the QR code you can get free from Canva. I'll put a link to the Canva website uh, in the show notes. Um, but having those QR codes are pretty cool and um, sponsors like them at the moment. And of course, your contact information. 
Okay, so provide your contact details, email addresses. Just make sure with the email addresses that it doesn't, again, have a number in it. So if you've got johnnysmith12 at hotmail.com, uh, make sure or we're trying to invest in a proper email address. Hotmail accounts are now really out of date. Um, if anyone was to see a Hotmail account, I think sponsors would go, how old is this person? But not only that, it's just that the deliverability uh, to that as accounts aren't as um, efficient anymore. And again, when you're having that email address, uh, try not to put that race number in it because, again, sponsors aren't going to know or to think to put that specific number in them. Obviously, the best contact number, the best times to connect, even obviously your social media profile but of course the number one thing there being your website address so they can go onto that website and they can learn more information about you your journey your team your race calendar your goals your ambition that is where everything lives on that website and again there's lots of places now we can actually do uh, free websites again canva um open offers free websites, MailChimp if you're looking to set up a newsletter so you can get all of that for free on a CRM program, so a customer relation management program like MailChimp or you can even contact your local web hosting and a lot of them like Telstra and Opsis do have free one-page websites available these days. Okay, and then on the bottom of the email body um, or that actual cover letter that we initially did, um, put put in there that follow-up date, okay? So when are you going to follow it up? Ideally, you might, oh, ideally you should be having a meeting with them to hand-deliver this proposal. But again, when it comes to the proposal um, design or development of it, try and be unique. It doesn't necessarily have to be a PDF. It could be a video if you're into doing videos. You could send them a, a box um, of something that you know aligns with their values or that they're um, currently involved in. Something that you can showcase that you've really taken the time to do the research and why you really want to work with them. And again, you've got to understand, especially like big businesses, they get, you know, hundreds of um, proposals, PDFs on their desks every day, if not every month. And so it's really important that yours sticks out somehow differently for them, again, to actually open it up. And another great point is just to make sure that when you are sending those proposals through, that it is sent through in a PDF format, okay? Um, they don't like it in Word. Most of the time, it will say a PDF. Again, um, if you don't have um, Adobe, um, you can find a free converter, just simply go into Google and go from Word to PDF converter. Uh, it's free and that will change your Word documentation into a PDF. But the other great tool of using um, Canva is that you can actually design it straight into a PDF format. So if you're doing your proposal there, that when you go to download it, it will actually save straight away as a PDF. As mentioned, we do have an upcoming winning sponsorship course. And in the sponsorship course, we will actually have three sponsorship proposal templates free of charge that's going to be included in that winning sponsorship course that are going to be set up on Canva that all you need to do is basically go in or have all this framework and it will be, all you have to do is up, um, date it to have your brand across it and um, put your images in there. And then you've got your proposal all ready to go. 
All right. So when it does come, just some other tips of um, developing that proposal. Um, I've already touched on this, but make sure that you have done your research. So before you approach potential sponsors, take the time to research their businesses, or business and businesses and their marketing goals. All right. Because that's going to help you to be able to tell specifically to them. They want to see that you have taken the time to research into them and that you haven't just um, cookie-cutted this process or um, you are just um, sending out a generic proposal, okay? It needs to be relevant to them. You need to be specific. Uh, so what when you are describing the benefits of sponsoring your team, be specific as possible. So quantify the reach of your audience, the amount of brand awareness that you can generate, the other ways in which the sponsor can benefit from their investment. Again, this is the documentation that they're reading going, yes, I want that. Yes, I want that. Oh, that's a really great um, target audience that they've got. Um, you know, that could work in quite well in, in our marketing plan for the next quarter, for the next financial year. I've mentioned this one before, but be creative and don't be afraid to get creative with your sponsorship proposals. So consider offering unique benefits that other teams are not offering. So if you have a specific skill set, um, you might love public speaking. Um, you know, a benefit could be that you could come and speak at their national conference. Okay, or you could be that MC. You may be a singer, and maybe you can be the the entertainment, um, or come and sing a few tunes for them at the end of that conference. So think about your skill sets as well when it comes to benefits. And again, it needs to be aligned with the prospects' values, goals, and what they're wanting to get out of the sponsorship. But don't be scared to think about your hobbies and interests. And it's going to be a lot easier to know what to offer them once you've built up that rapport with them and you've researched them and you have a clear understanding of what they're wanting to get out of this motorsport sponsorship, motorsport marketing partnership. Uh, and again, the biggest thing is when it comes to sponsorship proposals, it's fun and fine to send them out, but make sure that you are following up with them. Okay, this is part of a sales process. This is marketing motorsport marketing, and this is the, the sales side of the process. So again, either on that email body letter um, or the cover letter, make sure that you've put up when you're going to follow up with them, whether it's booking in a meeting with them, when whether you're handing over that documentation and you'll say, all right, um, Tom, how about I'll leave that with you in two weeks and I'll pop by, you know, uh, Tuesday at 9am on the 14th of August. Is that going to suit you? And make that time or give them two or three options to actually book that in. Again, if you can have a booking link straight onto that email body where they can go in and book that, that'd be fantastic. But again, you're the one that's after their business. So you need to showcase that you're following them up. And even if they do say no or not right now, make sure you've got some sort of system put into place that you are continuing to nurture them. So maybe you do add them to your newsletter after you've got their consent. And it could be simply saying, hey, um, Thomas, I understand that you're not in a position to sponsor me right now, but is it okay if I add you to my monthly newsletter so you can stay on top of my journey? 99.9% of the time, they're going to say yes. And then they can see what type of business person you are. They can see your race results. They can see how you are nurturing your sponsors 
your current sponsors and they can get a feel what it's like to work with you and hey they might have it a five thousand dollars pop up within their budget and you know what hopefully they're going to call you and say hey jimmy guess what i've had five grand come up my budget i see you're racing locally to us um, in two months time i'd love to talk to you about how we could possibly work together for that one even if it's a one-off race meeting Okay, so even if you get that no, make sure you continue to follow up with them. And then, of course, if you do get that yes, then you need to have a strategy put into place to what happens after that. Okay, how do you onboard that client, that sponsor? Do you have a welcome letter? Do you send out a welcome pack, maybe filled up from all the other um, sponsors you currently have? Um, You know, you need to work out what that onboarding journey of that new sponsor looks like. Again, we go through all of this in in the winning sponsor course. It might sound a little bit daunting, uh, but I do have a roadmap um, that you can work this all out. But again, it's very specific to you and to the client that you're working with. So unfortunately, it's not a one blanket approach um, to sponsorship strategy. It's very much dependent on who you're working with and what they're wanting to get out of that relationship. The other uh, big key Um, point to take away with this sponsorship proposal is obviously with your visual elements. So make sure that you're including high quality images of yourself, your race car, uh, maybe your race team. Ensure that there's at least one photo with your head within it. So you you know, um, you have your helmet on in a car is one thing, but if you're standing beside the car, make sure people can see your face because people invest within people. They want to know who you are. And they want to certainly know what you look like. (laughs) All right. So include those high quality images. um, And you will know with the font, just try and keep it nice and simple. Again, bullet point where you can. um, Bold just the heading bullet points where you can. Keep it really simple for where they can read. At the end of the day, they want to skim through it. Think, yes, this is a perfect opportunity. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Where do I go to sign up or have the next step? So making sure that the next step or the quarter action is really well-defined in that proposal so they know what to do next, as well as what your follow-up process is going to be. All right, team. Well, hopefully that all made sense and it's been informative for you today. Of course, if you did like today's show, if you can race over to Apple or Spotify or Podbean and leave me a review, that would be fantastic. I really appreciate it. Obviously, after five years, there's a lot more podcasts now available that people can listen to, but hopefully we are still a little bit different in the sense that we're trying to offer you coaching to improve your performance on and off the track. All right, Tim, that's it for now. I'll speak to you next Thursday. Have a great week. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in motorsport coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at motivate.t. Until next time, take care.